Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. Today's Issues is the name of the program. And as always, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. This is Monday, January the 3rd, 2022. Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Brother Ed. Good morning, Tim. How did you enjoy your uh, three-month break there? (laughs) (laughs) It was just two weeks. And I'll tell you, I've gotten so much flack for it from... from, uh, from Fred. Fred. Fred gave me all kinds of, yeah, Brent Creeley, our producer. Right. Uh, so I, I squirrel away a lot of my vacation days for the last two weeks. Yeah. And then I pay the price for it. But you know well, what? You, yeah. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fred Jackson, good morning, Fred. Good morning. Good to be here. All right. Well, uh, welcome back, Ed, from your yes. two-week vacation break yeah. uh, at the end of the year. <clears throat> and uh, we hope everybody had a nice Christmas and uh, New Year's Day celebration. And we're looking forward to 2022. Uh, Fred, we hope and pray that'll be a better, better year for our country for the most part. Uh, well, no, completely, totally, yeah. not, not for the most part. <laughs> Let me revise my statements, uh, strike that from the record for the most part. Uh, we hope that we'll, uh, 2022 is a, is a better year. For us all, uh, what about the COVID thing, Fred? Well, I t- I'm just reading the top story right now on Fox News. Rhode Island is a deep blue state. Last October, they had a vaccination mandate, which included the healthcare workers. And there were a bunch of healthcare workers in that state that said, no, I'm not going to take the vaccination. So they laid them all off. Here's the headline this morning. The headline this morning is... Um, Rhode Island went from firing unvaccinated healthcare workers to now allowing the COVID positive to work. The situation has become so desperate because they had this edict, unvaccinated, you're not going to work here. So many didn't take health. These are healthcare workers. <clears throat> didn't take the vaccination. Don't want it. Yeah. Now they're so desperate. They're so short of staff. There's a new policy out as of effective in the last few days allowing covid positive to work so they even yeah. test it then they test positive they're going to allow these people to work but not while they're not while they're contagious right i that'd be insane seems to me uh this reminds me of the 1970s hit ed baby come back <laughs> huh? did you want me to sing it <laughs> <laughs> this is uh um Anyway, we got the Omicron uh, spreading yes. across the country. And and the predictions are that, that I've read is that Omicron should have played its way through the country by the end, at least by the end of January. So Really? That quick? That, that's mm-hmm. because this is a very contagious strain, right. mi- much milder symptoms, uh, but it is very contagious and it's just going to go like wildfire through the country and then be done. So, But uh, nobody likes to wish sickness upon anybody. No. But at the same time, generally speaking, broadly speaking, it could be the answer to the end of COVID as we know it in terms of being a pandemic. And that is if uh, 
if it sweeps the country, this the strain like we're talking about, then the uh, herd immunity will be reached. Right. The natural uh, antibodies will take over as the dominant uh, resistance to further spread of COVID. Right. Now, I th- mean, isn't this, that science? Yeah, I, I, th- that's because it's it's going to be a milder form, and the human hosts of this virus will have experienced it at some point and will have developed. That's almost sounds biblical. Yeah, what you're saying there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The, you're using the word host and human yeah. host, and <laughs> what what else did you? Well, say? I try to be as biblical <laughs> as possible. You know. Uh, so I, I, yeah. listen, this I, I, this has been, and we have said this numerous times. What we have uh, uh, over the last couple of years, what we would have preferred is some humility on the part of the medical and scientific community. And, and I should I should say the ones that were on the podium being interviewed by the media, because there were a lot of medical professionals who were saying this, but they should have said, this is brand new. We're not we're not experienced with this. We're not sure about what the best uh take is on what we should do as a country so we may change our opinion from time to time work with us we're going to try to beat this thing because in two years three years when the history is written maybe five years who knows um we're going to look back i think on this two years and say don't do that (laughs) this is going to be the lesson don't do what we did with covid because there were enough, like we're talking about in Rhode Island, there are going to be a lot of things that were done for political reasons, not for scientific reasons. You don't want to repeat those mistakes. The only, I guess the hesitancy, I'm, I'm agreeing for the most part with you guys, but I think as we've talked about, there's, politi- there's a political agenda here. Right. I'm not sure if the Dr. Fauci's of this time that we're living in really want to go to the point where wash our hands of it, it's all done. Right. I believe there are people in this country who have embraced the pandemic as a way to control the population. People are still going to get COVID one year, two years, three right. or four years from now. They're going to test positive. I think the question is, what are we going to do about people who test positive? That's are we going to be testing, testing, testing? We didn't do that with the flu. You just woke, you know, when you had the flu, you woke up. I don't feel well today. Go to the I'm doctor and get tested. <laughs> you know, or I stayed home for a couple of days. Right. And when the cold got better, I came back to work. Yeah. That was, that's been our approach with the flu. And lots of people didn't take the flu shots every year. Right. They just, that's the way we handled it. I'm wondering if we're ever going to go back to that kind of approach to the flu, if we're going to do that with COVID, because I do think there's a desire on the Fauci's and others, and we're going to just keep testing and keep testing and keep testing. And we're going to set the test as a bar as to whether you work here or not. You know, I, I don't, don't, you guys don't shout me down here. What I'm about to say, I don't even blame the Fauci's of this world for saying, hey, let's get everyone tested. Because I think in the scientific mind, they want uh, data. Mm -hmm. They want to know who's got what. I mean, that's just the way their minds work. Let's find out as much as we can about it. But you know what? You can't do that in real life. 
you can't have everyone getting tested constantly and then responding to a positive test even when there's no symptoms. You got to stay home. You got to stay home. So on the one hand, I don't blame them for wanting all the information that they can get, but that's what clinical trials are supposed to be. You take yeah. you take 500 over here. You take 500 for you know your placebo test, your control group, and then you extrapolate from that thousand group sample mm -hmm. and you do the best you can to model your response but these people want they want everyone tested all the time and that's just not practical well it's not practical and and here's the thing and we're going to listen to some audio here in just a second uh walensky who is the head of the cdc she comes out last week and says, okay, we're going to reduce, we want to reduce the quarantine time from 10 days down to five. And her reason was, it's just not practical business-wise. There's no need to keep people away from work for 10 days. Right. Once they've gone through it, five days is enough. So Fauci on the weekend comes back and says, no, I think we're rethinking that. He likes the 10-day window in here. So listen to this debate between these two very high-profile people on the pandemic front. Cut one. What we do know is that um, the PCR test after infection can be pos positive for up to 12 weeks. So that is not going to be helpful. Um, you're not going to be transmitting during all of that period of time. We've seen that in study after study. There has been some concern about why we don't ask people at that five-day period to get tested. That is something that is now under consideration. The CDC is very well aware that there has been some pushback about that. Looking at it again, there may be an option in that, that testing could be a part of that. And I think we're going to be hearing more about that in the next day or so from the CDC. I hope you heard what Lewinsky said. You can test positive for up to 12 weeks. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was that long. And she said, we, we just can't keep people off for 12 weeks just because right. they're testing positive. They don't have any symptoms. And and they can't, it, they're not contagious. That's is, right. Is the way I'm understanding yeah. what, what she said. But Fauci comes back and says, oh, no, I think we're rethinking that. And so everybody's got their hands up saying, oh, the head of the CDC makes that comment. Fauci comes back and says, ooh, maybe no, I want to be tested. He is suggesting five days and you must test again. She's saying you're going to test till the cows come home for 12 weeks. That And, and yet if, if you criticize science, yeah. okay, you're called a science denier. Yeah. Well, what I want to know with Rochelle Walensky and Anthony Fauci is which one of you are we supposed to believe yes. if we're following the science? Just admit you don't know. Mm -hmm. You have ideas. You want us to work with you. Okay, that's fine if we can. Okay, mm -hmm. but we've got a life to live, uh, to, to live, and we can't test for 12 weeks. That's that's crazy. No. And making a positive test, the litmus, the litmus test. Yes. As to whether you go to work or not. Look at the airlines, what's going on. Can't, hundreds of flights, there's an, uh, even today, hundreds of flights being still canceled because a flight attendant tests positive, therefore you can't work. And like your, to your point about the Rhode Island story, Yeah. what about hospitals? Yes. We don't have enough to keep, keep operating at the hospital. We've got to bring some people back. Well, are you guys done? I'm done. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I decided to give you some ranting space. There. Oh, I, I, listen, just after not ranting for two weeks, <laughs> right. I'm ready. You got some pent-up ranting. I, I got some <laughs> pent-up rant inside. Uh, well, you know, uh, I had the I had the COVID, as we call it down south. <laughs> the COVID. The COVID. <laughs> I had the COVID, what, two weeks ago? I guess it was. Uh, and had it. Some other time, neither time I've been symptomatic. So I've had right. it twice in the last year, year and a half. Neither time I'm of a, I'm a, I'm in that 40 percentile of, of the public that doesn't have any, didn't have any symptoms. The only reason I knew I had it was because I, I did test, uh, voluntarily. Right. Because my wife had it and she did have symptoms. Yes. So I didn't want to go to a family gathering. We had a Christmas family gathering. Right. Didn't want to go spread that joy <laughs> with people unknowingly. Yes. So there is value in testing. Uh, we want to, uh, there is, if you have a test and you can, and you're, and you're, and you're going to be in the public or you're going to be around people, you don't want to get them sick. Even though I might say, t- if I can take a fatalistic view on this, uh, in this new year where hope springs eternal. <laughs> uh, and that is every single one of us is going to get this Omicron. Uh, yeah, variant, and uh, you may be like me, not uh, symptomatic, but this this Omicron uh, uh, variant is spreading like wildfire. Like you just yeah. said, is going to go through the population, and for the for the people for the vast majority of people who do get it, it's going to be like a cold, uh, right? Uh, who, who are symptomatic, I should say, uh, and thank God for that because it's not like these previous variants. Uh, well, not like the Delta. Or I guess the original COVID nineteen, which wasn't a variant, it was the original, uh, where it, it threatened the lungs more. Yes, uh, that's this, true. This particular uh, strand is uh, not going to the lungs for people. It's basically staying in the head cavity. Navel, and and nasal. the lungs was where most of the danger that's came where, from. That's where your ventilation took place. Yeah. people died. Right. Because uh, it it got to their lungs and killed them yeah that's how most that's the vast majority of people that's how they you know died sadly we we've all known people who've died from uh from covid um so anyway hopefully this will lead to uh and it should lead to uh uh, you know herd immunity as they say and uh if we have covid in the future we probably will have strands or of of COVID be like the flu season, something like that. It'll be what they they call is that called endemic? And yes, of, yeah. endemic instead of uh, a pandemic. pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's amazing how this thing came out of South Africa. What a month ago? Yeah, five yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and and it's done. Weeks. It's done there. Yeah. Now, by the way, let me just share with folks if they want to join us on Facebook or YouTube, just type in today's issues. And we have a live video stream there of the show from our studios here in Tupelo, MS. And uh, we, if you want to join us on YouTube or Facebook, you can do that. We also post the stories that we discuss on our Facebook page so you can have the access to that information, uh, the sources that we use uh, for that. You know, speaking of uh, science, it was interesting to me to see what Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Fame soon to be Hall of Fame, well, whenever he retires, 
quarterback for the Green Bay Packers had to say he was slammed because he didn't get the vaccine shots and yet came down with COVID uh, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was. Now, uh, he, he was he was slammed by the for not getting the vaccine uh, shot. He had his reasons why he said he, he had some kind of a some kind of uh, si- some kind of situation where his doctors recommended he not get it. Right. Okay. Um, but he, do, do you have his quote? Uh, I think we may use this last week, but uh, this is the one he has where, where he's talking about science. Uh, go ahead and play that. It's obviously, you know, not a pandemic of the unvaxxed. Vaccinated people are testing positive, and non-vaccinated people have tested positive too. I don't understand why there's still this this two this two class system. It doesn't make sense to me. The majority of the teams are mostly vaccinated. Ones that are 100% vaccinated are still having major cases, and it's, it's across all sports too. How come in a league where we're seeing with 51 guys on the list yesterday, 100. there's still zero conversation, at least publicly? around treatment options for people that that test positive. I do know behind the scenes, this is 100% true, there are many teams who are using or recommending a lot of the same treatments that I got for their players. There's treatments being talked about behind closed doors, but publicly I don't understand why we can't talk about treatments. If science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore, it's propaganda. That was the the golden point. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah, right was. there. You were commenting on that this morning in our meeting about. Yeah, I mean, I, he he's exactly right, and you know, um, hockey, which I'm a big fan of hockey and and football, but uh, you know, hockey just had about two weeks worth of uh, postponed games because Omicron swept through the National Hockey League, but very few players actually had symptoms, and so you're you're having. What's happening is because, to Aaron Rodgers' point, because you're not allowed to question it, you know, without getting banned from Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or like some people have, you know, experienced, because you're not allowed to question it, you're not allowed to ask those, what Aaron Rodgers was asking, you're going to have people ignoring science and doing what they think is right, okay? They're going to take these treatments that no one's allowed to talk about and they're going to combat it the way we've always combated the flu and you talk to your doctor, you get what you can, you get Tamiflu or you get this, you get that, you drink plenty of water, you rest, you, you stay away from other people. And that's, what's going to happen. I just think the vaccination card that the Democrats have been playing is, is there it, that, that time's running up or running out, I should say. Because of the, uh, the the vaccine shots are not working at all against the latest variant, okay? And now they may they, uh, so <laughs> every day it's, it's they're still calling it breakthrough. Yeah, have you seen one this? of your favorite words? Yes, millions of people that well he just referred uh, Aaron Rodgers just talked about it. And probably ninety eight percent of the National Football League players are vaccinated, and he's saying it's spreading like wildfire throughout our players. That's what Aaron Rodgers was saying. You decided the NHL yeah. players, and uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, fully vaccinated. Just, just yeah, vaccinated. Had his booster shot in October. I think he still said. 
Uh, they're calling it a breakthrough case. This is just laugh out loud. And quit calling it breakthrough cases. Just say the vaccine doesn't work against the variant. Yes. Sorry. It uh, doesn't keep you. Now, I, w- I will say this. The argument that I've heard is, uh, although this doesn't seem to be true with Omicron because the symptoms are already mild, but they say if you're vaccinated, you're less likely to have severe symptoms and wind up in the hospital. Now, that's that's what I've read. No. You, but it doesn't stop you from getting it, and it doesn't stop you from spreading it. Right. To Aaron Rodgers' point, then why do we have a double-tiered system? And he was talking about NFL, uh, where, where you treat the unvaccinated, you you punish them, put them in, in timeout while the vaccinated players get to continue to play. Yeah. Uh, even though there's no difference between getting it or spreading it. Right. And, I, and that's true not only in uh, football, but also I think uh, generally speaking in society. I, I think what I'm saying is I think that card – that the Democrats have played to try to put the scarlet letter on the unvaccinated is not going to work anymore. I like that Uh, scarlet letter. You like that case, case in point, what Fred cited at the top of our broadcast in Rhode Island, they're asking people who've been unvaccinated in the healthcare profession, please come back because we need you. And uh, why are they doing that? Because they know that there's no difference on the Omicron variant, the latest variant, at least, uh, uh, it's, uh, between vaccinated and unvaccinated quick, 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 quick calling it breakthrough cases. Yeah. Okay. That's why too, I think secretly the Biden administration, uh, hopes that their mandate, their federal mandate, uh, for shots or testing vaccine shots or testing, uh, that's been so controversial. I hope I'm thinking they hope they lose at the Supreme Court level so that they won't have to go forward with this mm-hmm. anymore. Now, that may sound – people may disagree with me, and that may sound illogical, but here's my point. As I've made – as I repeat myself, uh, I'm not the only one, though. And if it, was, if it was good one time, Tim, it's good two times. I've probably repeated it three or four times, but it's worth bearing. <laughs> it's, it bears repeating again, Yes, as I used to say to my kids <laughs> when they were repeatedly yeah. violating the rules of the home. Um, and they turned out okay, but uh, anyway. Yeah. And that is this. Uh, uh, Biden and his team do not want the uh, – redefinition of, of fully vaxxed to change because if they do, <clears throat> and I'm speculating here, folks, I have no evidence to support what I'm saying. So I just put that out there. Uh, I, but I think secretly they hope that their own mandates are stri- struck down by the Supreme court, because if you got a, there are millions and millions of people right now, many of you listening to me, you had the vaccine shots last spring or like last summer uh, and now you're saying, you know, I'm not re-upping for boosters every three to six months, so mm-hmm. I'm not doing it again. Well, if you're going to be consistent with the CDC uh, and so forth, they're going to you're going to have the redefinition of what it means to be fully vaxxed. And guess what? Millions of people who had the vaccine shots last spring, last summer, are not going to qualify. You're going to be among us who are unwashed. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's going to put a real burden on the economy yes that we don't need right now yes uh and so and for what 
to really protect people against what amounts to a, a cold. Yep. <laughs> right. With the latest variant, uh, so we're not we're not living in the in the Delta era, or the even the original. What do you call that? The Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they call it uh, the Alpha uh, of, of COVID, which was a more dangerous uh, uh, branch to strand, I should say, of of the COVID. All right, you're listening to uh, today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Ed here. Uh, we got we, we got some good stuff to talk about too, don't we? I think we do. I don't know, fun, Fred. Fun with AOC. C- come up with uh, there. We go. Good, Fred. We'll be back in a minute. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. A high school teacher boasted on social media about creating an explicitly queer space in his taxpayer-funded classroom. The teacher kept his name and location private. He said most days he comes to school wearing stilettos, boasting about standing six foot six in heels. The teacher also bragged about coming to school in drag and makeup. He said school administrators had no problem with his behavior, and they were just glad he was making a safe space for kids. Now, this guy is a sex and gender revolutionary, using his classroom to indoctrinate and confuse kids. Whatever happened to teaching young people to be good and productive members of society? Whatever happened to reading and writing and math and science? And whatever happened to teachers who used to wear sensible shoes in the workplace? Homeschool your children, America. My new book makes a terrific stocking stuffer, Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl, available right now at ToddStarns.com. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. 
In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. Should you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Ed Vitagliano. Today's Monday, January the 3rd. So, um, Fred, you said uh, the new TV show out is for children. It's called Fun with AOC or something like that? Fun with AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's Democrat congresswoman from New York. Yes, she is. New York has, loves her some Florida. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do if you live in a state and you represent that state and you endorse their COVID restrictions, including vaccine passports to get into restaurants and all that sort of thing? What do you do? You stand with your people in New York? No, you get on a plane and you go to a state that doesn't have those restrictions because you can because you got lots of money in the bank and you want to have a good time. You don't like those masks. You want to dance with people without masks on. We're talking about this. This is all true, folks. Yeah. On the case, she's caught. First picture came out was her sitting at a restaurant, no mask, with the boyfriend. All right. The next picture that came out during the weekend, she's at this huge party. Yeah. Nobody has a mask on. Not a mask in sight. Was it Miami? I think Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Miami. Yeah. No masks. She's dancing with some guy. I mean, they're dancing close together. No masks whatsoever. Well, to point out the hypocrisy in all of this, Dan Bongino of Fox News was on this morning. Never a shy guy when it comes to expressing his opinion, especially about the AOCs of this world. Cut five. You can travel where you want. Let me get that out of the way. Having said that, why? Why do you want to come down here? You say you hate us, we're, you know, white nationalists, Nazis, fascists, racists, transphobic, homophobic, istophobic, phobophobic, phobophobes, anything with a phobia is. You say you hate us. We're all backwards. We're like a bunch of hayseeds and rednecks. Every insult you can throw at conservative America, which is ridiculous and absurd, you throw at us. So why do you want to be around us? And that's what a lot of people are asking. How is it that no. you're, you're okay with your people in New York be, having Listen. these impositions, but you come down here? Because the other thing, uh, where's her science in her head? If she believes in the mass, why all of a sudden does she go to Listen, Listen, she's one of uh, countless uh, d- uh, Democrats in particular who have touted the mask wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that don't wear masks only right. only for photo ops do they wear masks mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she did this a few months ago on the capitol steps when she was protesting something and they showed her talking about aoc uh she's sitting here talking with her friends this is a few months ago on the capitol steps i think they were protesting the uh allow for people to go without paying their rent you remember that debate right yeah. mm-hmm. uh and and 
So when the TV crew wanted to do an interview with her, she got up from the steps and put her mask on for the TV interview and then took it back off again to sit with her friend. So, and this is, this has been, Biden does this. Biden does this. Biden has been captured several times out at restaurants and uh, places where, where, uh, the masks are required, except when you're eating, obviously. And then he, so he doesn't have it on. This has been captured th- at least three or four times. I remember Jen Psaki saying, well, he tries his best, basically, but he can't. Sometimes he lapses. But yet the other day, he's shown on the beach at his Delaware beach house, walking his dog by himself. I, guess, I think his wife may have been nearby. And he's got, they got their mask on. Yeah. So it's for show. Yeah. Right. It's for theater. Mm-hmm. So, and now it's been proven that masks really don't work in stopping the transmission of the COVID. Uh, especially now they're saying cloth masks are worthless. Cloth masks uh, are worthless. So, it's because of the small, uh, because of the the COVID is so transmissible because of the small. I'm about to get out of my league completely. <laughs> I'm, I'm about the, the small size of the virus. That's what I was trying to say, Ed, right there. You I, nailed I'm glad it. I could put that in scientific Thank terms. You. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I think we all know what I'm talking about. Yes. If you've studied and researched this, that's not to say those N95 masks can't help protect you from transmission, but uh, the rest of them, not very, not very effective at all. So uh, I'm just saying that uh, the, the, you have a it's it's rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. For for many of the liberals, when it comes to COVID and their actions, uh, you know what's going to be amazing to me to see. I don't know if amazing's maybe that's an overstatement. Is to see what happens with these blue states. I'm just wondering if the blue state people are going to get tired of all the restrictions. Uh, for example, in New York City, you have to have a Vaccine pass, uh, you have to show proof of vaccination for for even your children, five-year-old children, to get in a restaurant. Right. I mean, yes. How long is that going to be able to be enforced or be sustainable? Yeah. Uh, that that well, kind of thing just seems to me insane. And, well, and what about the virtual learning? Are, they, are the blue states going to go back to all this virtual several, learning again? Several have already announced and universities. Have you know what announced? you got right there, if I can just speak bluntly? You got a bunch of teachers who don't want to go to work. That's what you got. And get still get paid. Huh? And yeah. still get paid. Yeah. So it's convenient. We have the Omicron variant. Wow, there we go again. Now we need six months of uh, virtual learning. Mm-hmm. Hey, we get we sit at home uh, and we don't have to go to school and we get paid. Yep. Uh, that's, that's, that, uh, that's just my opinion on these teachers' unions I'm yeah. talking about. Well, yeah, the American Federation of Teachers in Massachusetts has – called for virtual learning they're saying that students and teachers want to come back to safe schools after the holidays but because of omicron they can't be guaranteed that their school is are we talking about elementary through high school yes they're talking about all the teachers want to feel safe and all how many fifth graders are going to sit at a computer for four hours a day it's not going to happen right huh and that's not going to happen you told me these kids are going to get way behind yeah, academically, if they have to go through this again, right. again, 
uh, for uh, for this Armacron. Well, and I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe some of these teachers unions are saying this is a temporary measure. You know, I mentioned earlier that Dr. Uh, I didn't mention Dr. Fauci, but the prediction that the present Omicron COVID wave will peak by the end of January. So we're talking about here, what, four weeks away? Right. That's the peak. Now, I don't know how long the tail end of that would go on. But so if you have some of these teachers unions who are calling for virtual learning, are they saying for the whole semester or just until Omicron goes away? What happens if we have another variant? I don't know. If you're a parent, your whole life is revolving around what these teachers unions are saying because some of these parents are going to have to stay home or make expensive provision for their kids to this be babysat. This kind of stuff may explain why a lot of blue states are losing citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois is down. Yes. Uh, I saw that the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few hundred thousand. Uh, how many people? 120 something thousand. Yeah. And uh, uh, New York. California. New York, California, yeah. these, these blue states, a lot of these blue states are losing people because they're moving out. Yep. Yeah, you have these kind of, uh, in many places, oppressive mandates, but then you have the politicians who are issuing them. You were talking about the hypocrisy. Remember Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan, one of the squad, member, one of the members of the squad? Remember she said, I only wear the mask because there's a Republican tracker. Yeah. By, well, yeah. you know, Nancy Pelosi in the sure enough COVID wave, the alpha wave, m- remember the one where people really were dying right, of COVID right. because it was not like Omicron, it went right to the lungs. You remember within the first few months, Nancy Pelosi shown on video going to get her hair done, no mask. Gavin and Newsom. Bus- and it was shut down. Yes. The, the bus- business was shut down. Right. Yeah, she the called- business was shut down. She went anyway. She got it. She Call the business owner and said, I want my hair done. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's a lot of rules for thee, but not for me, which speaks to the point that a lot of people make that this is more about control than it is about health, public mm-hmm. health. It's more about control. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Next story, Fred. Well, uh, midterm elections. This is a big year, 2022. A lot of people talking about uh, they believe the Republicans will likely take control uh, of the House. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But if that happens, uh, people are saying that's the end of Nancy Pelosi. She's done. Yes, uh, it will be. She'll retire. Politically. Yes. Politically. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll, clear. yeah, she'll retire, and her and her husband will move to Florida. And they're, multi, <laughs> they're multimillionaires. Uh, are did, they really looking at property I, I in Florida? I did read where they were looking at property in Florida. I don't know if that's that, true It was not. denied. It was denied, okay. mate. But, yes. But uh, she'll go home to her... $20,000 refrigerator and her high-end ice cream. $30 a pint ice cream. Uh, yeah. Out in San Francisco. We're in her gated community while the city of San Francisco goes down the tubes. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. but, Voluntarily, uh, I might add. Yep. Yeah. With full knowledge. By the way, we, this doesn't even include what we're talking about, reasons people are moving out of blue states, also the crime. Oh, gracious, yes. The crime is such that it's undeniable any longer. You can't. Mayor of San Francisco saying we uh, uh, we've got to do something. Our city's uh, you know they set Chicago Mayor Lightfoot is uh, asking the feds to come in and help. Mm-hmm. Now Trump offered this, right? She said no. Yeah. Now she's saying I need help. We need help here in Chicago. She's asking the ATF I think to come in. 
Uh, and and, and, and it, the violence is getting so bad in these big cities, these big blue cities, that that the criminals are conducting their their acts in broad daylight. Uh, carjackings. Uh, other day I read, a, I want to say it was the greater Chicago area, but it may have been another city where it may have been Milwaukee. Anyway, a family got <clears throat> carjacked in their own driveway and uh, some, you know, a follow home, I think, um, that's happening more. The, what I'm saying is the, 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 the carjackings, the violent crimes, the robberies, uh, these are extending out. They're no longer, oh, don't go to that part of town. Remember those days? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to avoid that part of town. That's where it's really bad there. Well, that quote, that part of town is now going into the suburbs yeah. of these big cities uh, and affecting people who are not used to this kind of thing. Yeah. That's why in Cal- they were reporting Beverly Hills, Los Angeles area, the wealthy part of L.A., uh, upticks in people buying guns yes. uh, because they're scared because the crime is spreading. And so a lot, there's several reasons for that. The, the, the no bail movement, the social justice warriors out there, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. wanting to put quotas on punishment for crime and those kinds of things. But um, that this, all this to say that the red wave it's probably going to hit in November, and the, the, that's what you were citing there, the Cook Report, which is a reputable political analysis. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that Republicans take over the House of Representatives in November. That's a big deal. Even if the Republicans don't capture the Senate, which I think they have a 50-50 chance of doing that, uh, you take over the House of Representatives – then it just by one vote, then you get chairmanships of all the committees. And then you can do some serious oversight and investigations of the Biden White House mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. that the Democrats harassed, and I'm not voting for harassment here, but I'm talking about uh, legitimate uh, investigations and so forth uh, in the same way that uh, the uh, Democrats did against Trump. For the yeah. last two years. And I, I think this fall's election is a referendum on Joe Biden. Uh, Joe, well, if that's the case, he's going to lose. And and I don't know what he does then because uh, that, I think that's why some of these Democrats are advocating that he use executive order to try to get the Build Back Better plan pushed forward, just skip Congress altogether. Yeah, but I, I don't think the American people want it. I, I keep going back to Virginia. I agree. I think Virginia was a microcosm of of the mood of the country. Virginia, a blue state, now being taken over by very a very conservative administration. Yeah. Very conservative. Because even the liberals in Virginia got fed up with the way things were going, particularly in their schools. Yeah. We're seeing this over and right. over again. Very Joe Concha, uh, Fox and Friends, gave Joe Biden a report card this morning. And uh, I I think he's fairly accurate in in his assessment. Cut number three. What would your notes say? Needs improvement and needs to apply himself 
much more. Uh, because, Trace, with any presidency, it always comes down to basic themes, right? How's the economy doing How, in terms of safety and security? How's the mm -hmm. country doing on that front? And execution, are you delivering what you ran on? Are you executing in terms of doing a good job for the American people? And by any objective measure, the president is failing on all these fronts. On the economy, for example, inflation's now at a 40-year high. And that was the story on this front in 2021. Mm -hmm. And now we know it wasn't transitory, by the way, or isn't transitory, as we were told for many months. It's likely going to be with us throughout 2022. Polls show that a solid majority of Americans, about 7 in 10, blame Mr. Biden for his handling of inflation. Mm -hmm. And the administration, here's the execution part, Trace, keeps saying that the solution is to spend trillions more through Build Back Better because they say it will somehow lower inflation and lower the deficit. It's enough to make your hair hurt, Trace. Make never, your hair hurt. I've um, never heard that before. Me either. <laughs> no, uh, listen, you know, to, to your point, Tim, uh, taking the House of Representatives, if you're if for the Republicans, it would also mean since the Constitution mandates that spending bills come out of the House of Representatives, it would also mean that Joe Biden's not going to get any Build Back Better bills because the Republicans aren't going to pass no. those, even if they have uh, the Senate. I would they, also go ahead. I, I, I would also say that even though 2022 is just beginning, so we're at the very beginning of January, and it's hard to make those kind of political predict predictions all the way to November, what is more, most likely to happen the rest of the year? Is it, A, that things are going to improve, and thus the opinions about Democrats are going to improve throughout the rest of the year, or B, things are going to get worse and this trend is not going to reverse. It's only going to build. I think it is most likely things are going to get worse. You heard. Uh, you mean economically? All of, all of it. Economically. I think inflation is not going to go away. Though. That's true. COVID could get better. But I don't think anybody's going to say that the Democrats did that. No, I agree. Uh, but economically, I think things are going to get worse. Um, you have the, the likelihood of a push, I don't know what, how many stories we're going to get to, uh, a stronger push for more green uh, climate change programs. You may have war between Russia invading Ukraine, possibly. I'm about the to Chinese. take a pill yeah, the Chinese. right here. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a pill if you keep on going okay. with your list of so, how, how 2022 is going to get really bad. So I, I, th I, don't, th I don't think that's <laughs> – I don't think things are going to reverse to where the fortunes of Democrats are going to reverse, especially amongst independents. I think they're going to continue to blame Democrats. They have the Democrats have no plan. Just stop and think for a second. That's why 23 Democrats have announced already they're not going to run again. Yeah. 23. How about yeah. crime? You were just talking about crime moving yeah. out to the suburbs. Is that going to get better or worse? It's going to get it, worse. It's going to yeah. get worse. And you haven't even mentioned the border. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, these these uh, negative uh, uh, things that we've mentioned, which will affect the elections in November, midterm elections, are all uh, are pretty much all self inflicted by the Democrats. Yes. Uh, so they only they only have themselves to blame, and uh, you know, uh, uh, for example, I just give you one glaring example of this. Biden <clears throat> blamed President Trump for all the deaths uh, that occurred when he was president of COVID mm -hmm. and said that 
anybody who allowed this many deaths on their watch should not be president. Well, now we know there have been more deaths on Biden's watch than on President Trump's watch. And Biden even had the vaccines to his advantage right. and more knowledge of, of COVID. And so by, any, by, by, his, by Biden's own standard, he should resign. Yep. He should resign. Uh, so so the, the, he, Biden said, I'll kill the virus. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. I'll kill the I'll virus. Well, I'm saying you, you raise the bar of your expectation level, especially with COVID, uh, in an unrealistic manner because you wanted to exploit the situation to gain votes against President Trump. So you said Trump's responsible. I'll stop the virus. You get into office. Now you realize, hey, there's no national solution. There's no federal government solution to COVID. Remember what Biden said two weeks ago or 10 mm -hmm. days ago or whatever? Mm -hmm. So now he's having to backtrack on, on the statements or lower the expectation level of exactly what a president can do. So that's an example I'm using to say that that that's self-inflicted. You raise the expectation level of how, what you can do about COVID. You fail miserably. That was self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. um, the energy prices, the prices of gasoline, I don't know where that'll go. Some people are saying it's going to continue to go up. It's kind of stabilized the last few weeks. Talking about the price of a gallon of gasoline. But, uh, but I've seen some people speculate that you should know that it's probably going to keep going up some, uh, and, and other energy costs prices. I went to get propane the other day and it's up like <clears throat> a third of what it was last year. A lot of people heat their homes with propane. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, a lot of these problems are self-inflicted by the Democrats crime. The Democrat party for the most part embrace criminal justice reform, and no bail. Uh, they think bail is uh, discriminatory against poor people, uh, minorities. Uh, yeah, you got the Democrats are uh, electing district attorneys who don't believe in, in, in enforcing laws. That's self-inflicted stuff is what I'm talking about here. Yes. That's uh, – and listen, uh, one more self-inflicted uh, – detriment to the Democrats and going into the fall uh, that Biden has let 2 million people come into our country illegally since January. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't care because I guess he doesn't feel like that's going to hurt the Democrats in the fall. I think it will. Oh, yes. But 2 million, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not making this number up. 2 million people have flooded over our Texas border for the most part, some in Arizona, some in California, I guess some in New Mexico, but they've come over into our country. We don't know who they are. There was no COVID testing done for the most part. Biden has put them on airplanes and buses and shipped these folks all over America, trying to get them into red states primarily, sounds like, mm -hmm. um, talking about Biden. And, and that's self-inflicted. You're not going to have law and order on our border. You're not going to protect your own country yeah. from what amounts to an invasion of people that we don't even know that, that are, that are uh, undocumented. We don't know who they are, where they came from. Well, we know where they came from. They come, they're coming from countries all over the world now, as we're finding out, because they know the, the border's wide open. Mm -hmm. So that's self-inflicted. Mm -hmm. Now, to what extent that cost him in the, in the 
Democrats in the fall, I guess that remains to be seen. There are a lot of Democrats who agree with who agree with Biden for open borders, don't believe in border control. So I just think four or five things that, that are that are leading to the red wave in November, particularly in the House of Representatives. Let me give you one more, and I don't know who, who's got this story. Maybe it was you or Chris. I don't remember. But let me just mention it here. You talk about the price of a gallon of gas. Let's talk about the price of a chicken wing, yeah. okay? Chicken's going up. Yeah. Okay? You're serious here. I'm we're serious. Not, we're I'm, not kidding. I'm not kidding. Poultry's a big business in America. And it's important to American families yes. when you talk about budget because it's a relatively cheap meat. So um, you have that story, Fred, in your stack of stuff. There, there's a there's Chris a, Chris Woodward just handed it to me. Yes. Okay. Okay. Prices for chicken products soar week of December thirtieth, twenty twenty one versus same week previous year. Chicken breasts have gone up eleven point two three. Let's say eleven percent. Chicken wings have gone up twenty percent. We have a, a cut here from Matt Encero, I believe it is, founder of Wing It On Restaurants. He was on Fox & Friends this morning to discuss how he's adapting menus to counter the supply chain crisis. Cut 10. What we looked at is what's called a whole bird strategy. When you think of the anatomy of the chicken, wings only make up about 10% of that bird. And producers need to find a home for the other 90%, including those uh, less-in-demand cuts such as the leg and thighs, really the dark meat. Because in the United States, we're actually the only country that doesn't prefer dark meat over white meat. So what ends up happening is that the majority of our dark meat gets exported overseas. So we looked at bringing in a thigh wing this year that has a similar um, taste experience and bone-in experience to a traditional chicken wing to kind of combat that shortage that we're seeing in the traditional wing market. Stop and that. Thankfully, <laughs> we got to go. I, I, I got to tell you, that's the first time I ever heard the expression bone-in experience <laughs> in all my life. <laughs> that whole that, discussion was kind of odd. Huh? The rest of the bird, uh, if you think rest- about the the configuration right. of the bird. Well, I was thinking well, I to myself as he was talking here, I'm sorry, sir, but there's certain parts of that bird I'm not interested in eating. <laughs> uh, I don't care how, how much sauce you put on it. And uh, I like dark meat, too. Yeah. That dark meat comment that we ship it off. No, I'm a dark meat fan. I don't. I, I, I'm a chicken breast guy. Uh, I like, as if our listeners care, but <laughs> I, I, I like wings, and then I like the breast. But, I like the boneless wings. But to much. the point, it's hard and on we Americans. Do have one. They do need chicken <laughs> prices to come down. We'll be back in five minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.